Hello there, everyone. Thank you very much for joining me today. You are listening to Switch Thoughts with Gabe. All right, everyone. So, thank you so much for joining me again. Uh, It's been a minute since I have been on here and and produced a podcast. I have been uh, taking a bit of a hiatus as things are going on right now. But I am back for, and I want to call this kind of season two, maybe. (laughs) Uh, But season two of the podcast. Uh, Today we're, um, I've I've got a bit of a better recording studio right now. And by that, I mean it is, uh, I have put a blanket over or around my desk where I typically record instead of having just an empty room. I also have a piece of fabric covering my mic so that hopefully the some of the uh oh what's it called a uh, 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 pop shield or whatever it is i can uh reduce any of that uh we, we will see uh what happens but either way i'm very very glad that you are here to join me all right so today we are going to be talking about uh some news and then i'd like to give you a brief update on some of the games that i've been playing as well as my impressions of them uh and then we can uh maybe move forward on what i will be reviewing and hoping to play in the coming days uh until i talk to you again that is of course (laughs) uh let's see so for the news today that i'm recording recording this is July 15th, which means that there is only two days until Paper Mario The Origami King comes out. I'm very curious about your impressions of the game. I think it looks really good. I have listened to some podcasts. I believe it was um, Zach Ryan from Nintendo Voice Chat, which is IGN's podcast, He got to play it early, and he said that he liked it quite a bit. Um, From the reviews, uh, or not the reviews, I'm sorry, the trailer, the trailer makes it look very fun and a very original uh, gameplay style. I like the 3D-ness of it, uh, just looking around. I mean, it's you've got a 2D Mario, uh, you know, it's Paper Mario, so he's obviously 2D. But he is in this 3D world, and it almost looks a little bit, to me, like similar assets uh, from the Link's Awakening game, where it's, it's, the world is, you know, it's paper, but it has this shine to it that looks similar to Link's Awakening. Um, I am looking forward to playing it. I am not pre-ordering it, and I'm not going to pick it up on release. However, I do look forward to, in the future, giving it a shot. I have not played uh, Paper Mario, The Thousand Year Door, or the one on 3DS Sticker Star, or the one on Wii U, which was Color Splash. I have played the Super Paper Mario, which was on the Wii. I remember enjoying that one quite a bit, so 
Again, I do look forward to picking this one up once it's at a better price point for me. What do you guys think? Are you guys planning on picking this up or, or do you maybe want to see some reviews beforehand? All right, one other one, uh, and, and I've got four things here uh, to say, so I shouldn't say one other one maybe, but another thing. Uh, we have three more titles that are going to be added to the NES and SNES Nintendo Switch Online collections, uh, which is coming today, actually. So uh, when you hear this podcast, you will most likely be able to uh, get onto the NES or SNES Classic collections and play these games. So that's pretty cool. Uh, the three that are coming, uh, there are two for the SNES, which is Donkey Kong Country and Natsume Championship Wrestling. And the one that is coming to the NES is the Immortal. So I have not actually played any of these, though I have played Donkey Kong Country 3D, or no, Donkey Kong Country Returns 3D. Uh, and I've also played Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze, I did do a review for that game, so you can listen to my review uh, in a previous episode. However, that game remains on the top of my list from all Switch games that I've had the opportunity to, to play. That game, I, I finished that in, I believe, February? It was either January or February, and I must say, since completing that game, I have kept that game on the back of my mind. It keeps, there's something about Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze that makes me want to go back and play it, and either start over and play it completely again, because I really enjoyed the platforming and and just the challenge that was involved there, as well as the collectability of all of the items, getting all of the um, puzzle pieces and all of the K-O-N-G uh, little stamps that they uh, have to collect. I really enjoyed that, but I also kind of want to go back and you can actually 200% the game, which means that you only have, I believe, one life, and I don't think you can use your partners, and or you can use your partners, but they have one health as well. So I'm very excited to potentially go back and play that. But what I'm really excited to do is get to be able to go to the original and play Donkey Kong Country. I'm also excited about this because this is one that Julianne really enjoyed playing when she was a kid. And I want to say she played it on the N64 uh, I could be wrong, because I'm not exactly sure of the history of Donkey Kong Country. But I do remember her saying that she really enjoyed Donkey Kong Country, because she always likes the minecarts. I am very excited to get to play that with her. I will definitely check out the other ones at some point. They don't look like games for me. Natsume Championship Wrestling looks potentially like a punch-out. Uh, and this is just from you know, the, the title cover and the immortal, I have no idea what that could be like. So, uh, if, if you are excited to play those, I'm very happy for you. Let me know what you are interested in playing. 
The next piece of news information that we have is that the Super Smash Bros. Ultimate Amiibos, the two DLC fighters Joker and Hero, are coming. Uh, they are coming. <laughs> they are going to be available starting on October 2nd in America, and I believe September 25th for uh, Europe and um, Japan. Yes, so that's what that is. Um, this comes from a tweet from Nintendo of America. They are saying that, uh, and if you go to their, um, you can actually go to uh, Nintendo's website and you can see what these amiibo look like. They're very cool. I really like the Joker amiibo. I must say it's a very, um, it's a very cool looking amiibo. I re it's got... Joker uh, doing like his signature move with his arm up over his face and then he's got this blue kind of flame coming up from under him which is rippling his cape. Very cool. It's pretty bad. You know what I'm saying? Like it is awesome to look at. I really like it. I have actually gotten into collecting some amiibo recently. I uh, got most of the Animal Crossing amiibo. I was able to get all of them except for Timmy and Tommy and the Summer Isabel look. I also got the Piranha Plant and Pichu Amiibos for uh, somewhat cheap. And I got the Shovel Knight 3-pack, which was Plague Knight, Spectre Knight, and King Knight. Uh, I got that 3-pack for on sale. So I picked those up. So I'm kind of in the amiibo craze. I know I'm a bit late, and by a bit late, I mean about four years late. However, I think it's really cool to have this memorabilia, this this really nice figurine that is a Nintendo brand uh, as part of your collection. I, I'm really, and again, I'm not going out and getting all of them. I know you can find certain ones like Ryu and all these other ones. Uh, that are a lot cheaper. They're like, you know, eight or nine bucks, but I never really, I don't have a connection to some of the characters, so I'm not getting them right now. Uh, there are some that I'm definitely looking at, but I don't know. Anyway, the Joker and Hero will be available starting on October 2nd, so that's pretty cool as well. All right, and the last one uh, piece of news information that we will talk about today, this does not actually have to do with the Nintendo Switch, but I think it's still very cool uh, and, and, and also crazy. So this comes from Nintendo Life, and it shows an NES copy of uh, Super Mario Bros., okay? And it is a, it's a sealed copy of the game and it is rated at a 9.4 out of 10 grade which means that it's really like pretty pristine condition this just sold the other day for a hundred and fourteen thousand dollars this copy sold for a hundred and fourteen thousand dollars it's sealed 9.4 grade and it is the now, new world record holder for the most expensive video game sold in the history of video game selling. That is really cool. That is an exorbitant amount of money to spend on this game. I cannot believe it. I, I could not do it, certainly. 
But just to think about $114,000 on this sealed copy of Super Mario Bros. Very cool that it just broke the world record. I wonder if we will see that record be broken. I doubt we will see it be broken soon, but I bet we will eventually see it be broken. So, in the past maybe two or three months since I've spoken to you last, I have been playing several new games. I've been playing a game called Picross S, Tetris 99, Yoshi's Crafted World, Animal Crossing, Xenoblade Chronicles, Definitive Edition, and Splatoon 2. Those are the main games that I've had the chance to play on my Switch, and I'll tell you a little bit about each of them. Picross S is a puzzle game. You have a grid that you um, are trying to fill in blocks in certain places. And when you do this correctly, it creates a picture. Now, how do you know where to put the blocks? Well, there are numbers on the outside of this grid which tell you maybe 1, 3, 5, 1. And then you have a 15 by 15 grid and you have to determine based on all of the other numbers where those blocks go in uh, the grid for that line or for that row. So you'll know that you'll have one, three, five, one, I think is what I said. Um, each of those will have a specific place. And when you finish, you will have a completed pixel art picture. This game is really very cool. It ranges from fairly easy with a uh, five by five grid going all the way up to the largest at a 20 by 15 grid. There are 150 puzzles in this uh, game, um, normal puzzles, and then there are some mega uh, Picrosses, which I believe are like 20 by 20 or 25 by 25 grids. I haven't done those yet, so I don't know exactly, but I am looking forward to it. I am probably, I've played, let me see how many hours I've played. I've played the, uh, this game for close to 15 hours, and I would say that I'm about 75%, maybe 60% of the way through it. Definitely worth your money. Um, it doesn't go on sale too often. Uh, Picross, Picross S2 and S3 all went on sale uh, not recently, but sort of recently. Time is a bit of a construct at this moment. <laughs> and um, I was able to pick it up for that for a, a bit of a cheaper price, and I do not regret it. I remember playing Picross 3D on the DS. My mom and I actually played that quite a bit back in the day, uh, and, I, and I really enjoyed that one. It's If you've played that one, this is the exact same thing, but instead of it being, you know, you breaking blocks and it creating a 3D picture of something, or a 3D model, this just creates, this is 2D, a 2D grid, similar to, think, Sudoku, and uh, it's, it's that grid, and then it creates a 2D picture. I like it. I've had a lot of fun with it. Typically what I will do is um, I play this one when Julianne and I are listening to podcasts or before bed. Uh, it doesn't take, it takes a lot of, 
I don't even know if that it's it takes a cognitive brain power, but it doesn't take a lot of you know, I can focus on something else. I can listen to a podcast while I focus on the game. That is not something I can say about all of these games. To to go on off of that, let's say, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition. This game, uh, I picked up, I was able to get it on Amazon for like half price because they were running a promotion. It was like $49.99 instead of uh, 59 and then uh, there was a there was a promotion on Amazon where you could get like a $15 coupon for something and so I used that and was able to get it on sale a little bit I picked that up and really have enjoyed it uh, what I've played so far I have again I will tell you how many hours I've got on it so far uh, it is I've only I've played eight hours. I've played eight hours of this game going on nine. Um, I remember checking that out the other day before I recorded this because I wanted to uh, let you guys know. So I've got uh, eight hours going on nine in this game. I know that that is not a lot for this game, especially because this game, you can get probably 80 to 100 hours out of it, which is just absurd. That is absolutely going to be worth your money. I'm really excited to continue playing it. However, this is what I was talking about. It is not a game that I find, at least in the beginning, you know, 10 hours or so, I have not been able to uh, listen to a podcast with Julianne while I play it. I've heard some people say that it gets to that point because it's a JRPG where you're going to be running around, you're going to be leveling up, and that makes sense. However, right now, for the first 10 hours, it feels like what I've been doing is I get a quest, I go and do the quest for about four minutes, and then I get a five to seven minute uh, cutscene, and then that propels the story to another quest, and then I do that quest for four minutes, seven minutes, and then I get another 10 minute cutscene, and it's just... It can be, it's gotten to the point where Julianne requests that I don't play that (laughs) uh, during our, whenever we listen to a podcast, because I will be pausing the podcast and then she has to listen to the game for 10 minutes or whatever. And um, yeah, so I do like the story. I know a lot of people have said the story is, eh, you don't play it for the story. I personally am enjoying the story. The voice acting is definitely a little lackluster it's not my favorite (laughs) uh there's there's one in there uh there there well i shouldn't say there's one there's one character in there right now his name is ryan he's one of the main characters he has some voice lines and he's very very talkative and he he could probably stand to not talk as much uh but there are two main uh lines that he keeps saying and it's it's ryan time and that's annoying because he says it whenever he's in battle. And he says it like three times. And then he also says after every single battle, he says, let's not lose our heads over it or something like that. And it's and it's it's a lot when it's every single enemy you fight after every single battle you hear that. Uh, that being said... I think it looks really great. I am quite impressed. I did watch the video where it, you know, compared the two. 
both the Wii version, well, actually, I should say three. It compared the Wii version, the 3DS version, and the Definitive Edition on the Switch. Uh, you know, I think it looks great. I did not play the Wii or the 3DS version. I wanted to play the 3DS version, but when I heard it was coming out on the Switch, I figured I would give that a try, as that is my primary console right now. I do not regret buying this game. I think it's a fabulous game. The, uh, combat system is weird. I know a lot of people like it. I know a lot of people dislike it. I feel like there's not a lot of people who are in between on this. I think it's I think it's very interesting. So basically, you can engage in battle. You pick a target and you engage in battle. And you have these different arts that you uh, are able to choose from. Think of these as like super moves. Ones that uh, have a cooldown. So when you click that, maybe uh, in, in, each of them has a potential stipulation. So um, for Shulk, he's the main character you play as. He's the one with the really cool sword. For him, if you attack from behind, one of his moves, if you attack from behind, you get an extra multiplier. So you hit that and you want to try to move yourself so that you're behind the enemy. Others, they have it from the side and others, again, other stipulations to make these uh, special moves more powerful. Now, I didn't quite understand this at the beginning, um, but it becomes very apparent quickly that uh, you basically auto-attack in this. So you will attack every so often, and that's just your auto-attack. You never have to worry about auto-attacking. If you engage in a... um, If you engage with an enemy, you are automatically going to attack it. You could literally... Attack, set your switch down, and it will finish the enemy or the enemy will finish you, uh, depending on what it is. But it will battle it out for you. You are then tasked with, let's say you have a couple enemies. You can switch between enemies. You can run around to you know, avoid and dodge. There are so many other things um, that you are able to do instead of just auto-attacking and clicking A to swing your sword like you might do with... Uh, Legend of Zelda, or um, potentially Bayonetta. Again, I haven't played Bayonetta, so I don't exactly know how it works. I think that's it, where like you might shoot. Or let's say any shooting game. If you hit a sh- uh, you know the, the A button or whatever to shoot, you have to continue hitting A or hold A to just auto-attack. And maybe you know right trigger is your special. Well, not this game. You are always going to be auto-attacking, and then you you know, move to get a better position to then use your special attacks. It's unlike any other game that I've played. I really like it. Uh, I'm a big fan of the um, the combat. I think it's cool. I think it leaves room for a lot of... Um, a lot of ability for the player to choose how they... Uh, engage in combat, right? Because you can do so many things. You can, you know, obviously do these special moves, but then you can uh, team up and you, I can't remember exactly what it's called, but you basically link with the other characters in your party and you can do a uh, super, super move, right? And it does even more damage. Or you can, you know, and there are, again, stipulations where maybe you have to topple the enemy and then you have to hit them with this and then you can do this and a bunch of different options. This game allows the 
player to do that. And I haven't seen that in a ton of games. Um, this game definitely gives you a lot. It's very complex. It's very complex, but it gives you a lot of freedom to choose how you want to go about fighting an enemy. Also, there is a ton, ton of customization in this game. Whether, I mean, it's an RPG, so obviously you're going to be able to customize yourself out the wazoo. But it feels like there is so much both, um, oh, what do I want to call it? Aesthetic, like changing your clothing and all that uh, with different armor. There's changing your stats. There's, you know, with your stats, you can change both the special abilities. You also have a skill tree and you have all these other, you know, different things that you can really hone in to um choose you can then with your you know when you have your skill tree you can then take one hero and pair them with another hero in order to gain some of their skill trees uh as part of your secondary skill tree it's there is so much depth to this game that again i've played it for almost nine hours and there's that's not even scratching the surface to this game it's enough to know that I like the game and I'm going to complete it eventually, whether that takes me, you know, a week or it won't take me a week or, um, you know, three to six months, we will see. But I'm, it's definitely one that I like right now and that I'm going to continue playing. So that's kind of my first impression of Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition. Um, I've been playing a lot of Animal Crossing. That is another game that uh, I can play while I listen to podcasts with Julianne. Uh, it's also a very relaxing game. I'm typically either playing that or Picross Before Bed. Um, again, I've given my review on Animal Crossing. It's a, it's a fun game. I really enjoy it. Um, I think that... I, I really think that every single person should pick this game up. I don't see a person disliking this game. I really, I really do think it's awesome. It's, I think it could be, you know, definitely one of the games of the year, uh, especially in its genre, but it's, it's an absolutely beautiful game. I really enjoy it. Uh, and they're adding, they're just constantly adding new stuff, um, what did they add recently? They added uh, the the summer update. So they added where you can go diving and um, they added a whole bunch of you know new creatures that you can find. They added it where um, they added a new furniture set. They've just added a whole bunch of stuff and they're continuing to add stuff. They're going to add they're gonna have another update in August. And that's really cool. You know, it's really cool that they are continuing to update this. And it sounds like they're going to continue updating it for a very long time. Uh, let's see. Tetris 99. Again, I've given my review on that as well. I have been playing that some more. I have not yet gotten the uh, number one spot. I've gotten close a couple times. Threes and twos several times. Never that one. And I've been playing for over 30 hours at least. Um... This is cool. Again, check this game out. It is free with your Nintendo Switch Online uh, subscription. I would definitely recommend uh, uh, downloading it and just playing it, you know, here and there. Uh, I usually pick it up for the, um, 
not uh, Maximus cups, where they will uh, give you a theme for your uh, Tetris board. That's always fun. They give you a theme so that there's like a background to it, and uh, they give you some music to play along with it. The most recent one was Xenoblade Chronicles, and then before that they had an Animal Crossing one, and before that they had a Ring Fit Adventure one. All of these were great themes. I I enjoyed playing them. Um, the Animal Crossing one, I think, was definitely my favorite, uh, followed by uh, uh, Ring Fit and uh, Xenoblade were kind of a tie. I like how... Um, I like how uh, uh, contrasting the colors are in the uh, Ring Fit one, but I really like the music in uh, the Xenoblade 99 one, Xenoblade Chronicles one on Tetris 99. Uh, So, you know, everybody has their own uh, favorites, and you can actually go in there and switch them out once you get them, and it's really not hard to get them. They're all free. Um if you play it during the time and even afterwards they're free you just have to uh play enough so that you can get some tickets to then spend on them Uh, but it's all free and it's just a way to kind of customize your game i definitely recommend it um yeah that's another game that i've been playing uh the last game oh i played uh i played splatoon 2 so i'm going to talk about two more splatoon and yoshi's crafted world i played splatoon a little bit it was uh it was it was really fun um it here's something great that i can say about it because i played it once i want to play it more um but again this is just a first impression i played it for like 2 hours um all of the lobbies that i tried to join or uh or any games that i tried to join online were filled almost immediately which is Super exciting to see that the online community is still in full force. Now, I played this from like 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. It was the middle of the day. So, you know, obviously that might, you know, have something to do with it. But anyway, I'm very excited to see that it has a player base online. Splatoon 2 is uh, Nintendo's version of a third-person shooter where you have these little kids, basically called Inklings, and I think that you can also play as Octolings, though don't quote me on that, but you definitely play as Inklings, and these Inklings have little guns with ink in them. They have different colors of ink, and you are put on different uh, teams of, I think, 4v4, typically, and your goal, this is your only goal, is to spread and squirt as much ink with your gun or weapon of choice throughout the map as you can in a certain amount of time. I think it's like four or five minutes. That's all you are required to do. Now, you can splat other players on the opposite team, which means that you are shooting them with your ink uh, gun, or you are... And and here's what's kind of fun about this. Uh, They have little guns. They also have paintbrushes. They have uh, paint rollers. And those are all used as weapons. And it's, you know, really fun to see... Uh, how creative they are in using these in order to paint the battlefield, um, but then using them as a weapon against the opponent. You can use these as a weapon against the opponent to splat them and cover them with your ink, uh, which then knocks them out of the game for like eight seconds, and then they respawn back in their uh, area. 
You don't have to do this. You can just, you know, spend the five minutes going around rolling your paintbrush, paint roller, whatever, um, and and spreading your ink. Because at the end of the game, the only thing that matters is whoever has the most ink on the battlefield. And they will show it, you know, they, it's it's this is probably one of my favorite parts of the game, is at the very end, they show the battlefield in um, like a 3D model, but it's flat, right? It's, it's, it's kind of tilted. It's, 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 I don't know if it's 3D, but, um, or 2D, I don't know how to describe it, but um, they show you the battlefield and they show you exactly all of the ink splatters. And that is so gratifying to see it because you can see, oh yeah, I definitely, you know, did like 55, our team did like 55% of this. I was very impressed with how the game played. I didn't have any lag issues, um, no slowdowns, no frame rate, nothing like that where, you know, the game didn't look good. It was, it ran perfectly. As far as I saw, it ran perfectly. And um, I know there's a bunch you can do. There are a ton of single player stuff. Uh, there's, you know, all, all this customizable features based on, uh, you know, you, how you dress. That's a big one I know in this game, which is um, creating your characters, you know, cosmetics, whether it's your hair or your uh, outfit or whatever. I know that's a huge thing in this game, uh, as well as the weapons you use. So, I'm excited to put a lot more time into this. I definitely will be. Uh, you know, this is this is a game that I played on in docked mode uh, because I've heard that that's the best way to play it where you can use the motion controls. Uh, so I, I did that, which is one of the first times in a long time that I have actually played in docked mode. And uh, it, was, it was great. Uh, like I said, took, it took like two games to get used to it, uh, if that, uh, and then I was off and running. Uh, it was, it was very easy to get, a, a handle on the controls. So I definitely liked that. Um, and I will, I will absolutely talk more about it. I know it's a really old game. Uh, at this point it's three years old. I think Splatoon originally came out on the Wii U, but then Splatoon 2 came out. It might only be two years either way. Um, it's a fun game. It's an older game uh, on the Switch. It's it's got its legacy on there, and I'm I'm excited to be picking it up right now. It's it's definitely a bit of a pop in pop out uh, game for me. So that's fun. All right, and the final game uh, has been Yoshi's Crafted World. Now this is on my twelve and twelve, I believe. Uh, and some of these were already on my twelve and twelve. And if you don't know what that is, it's basically trying to play 12 games in 12 months uh, just to hold yourself accountable and, and try to, you know, get down your backlog, but also um, just really appreciate. For me, it's been a way to hold myself accountable um, and not, you know, mess around on my phone as much or, you know, when I have nothing to do, quote unquote, nothing to do, I can put in one of these games and, you know, hold myself uh, responsible for the time that I am going to um, have in in the the limited amount of time that we have that doesn't that's that's a little philosophical <laughs> uh, and maybe more philosophical than I was meaning 
but uh, I think you understand what I'm saying. It's it's a way to you know play these games and and make sure that you're actually playing them. So anyway, I've been playing uh, Yoshi's Crafted World uh, with Julianne. This has been a wonderful treat for me. Uh, the game Julianne uh, has. Um, She's not the best at video games, similar to me, um, though I'm definitely a little bit better than her. Um, she she uh, definitely needs a bit of a slower-paced video game. She absolutely loves Animal Crossing. That is her game. That is her type of game. She's got close to 200 hours in on it. I mean, she is absolutely in love with that game, and it shows. Her town is beautiful, and she rocks it. Now, something like Hollow Knight, which is a fantastic game, beautiful game in so many regards, that is a super fast-paced and raucous game in terms of uh, battle and um, just Metroidvania-like stuff that it would not be a good fit for her. Yoshi's Crafted World is a wonderful fit for her, so I've been able to play Yoshi's Crafted World with her. It has been a fabulous treat, as I said. Now, Yoshi's Crafted World is not the most difficult of platformers uh, to progress through, let's say. It's not difficult to progress through it and get to the end. Now, if you want to go through it and get all of the little smiley stars, collect all 20 of the red coins, and all the other stuff that there is in the maps, that's going to be difficult. We have not been able to do that. Some of them have been very challenging to get. Some of them, um, this is, I believe, the fifth level you play, maybe? I think it's the fifth. It's, uh, and it's not spoiling anything, I promise. It's because it's in the trailer and whatnot. But you're in this giant mecha Yoshi, and you're basically punching your way through the course. And you have to um, punch... A certain amount of whenever you there there are um, things stacked in your way like there will be blocks stacked up uh, to create a house or there will be you know paper plates around and you have to punch your way through them. When you punch uh, your way through them, you get a certain number of points, and you needed to get like nine thousand points in order to get a three um, three smiley stars, which was the best you could get. That took us probably 15 times getting it. And one of the times we got 8,980. We were 20 points off. And it was so much fun. And it, it just filled us with so much laughter and just kind of that, ah, that we were so close, but we, you know, but so far away. So, I mean, we just, we kept playing that one level because it was a fun level. It was a really fun level. Mixed with the, you know, we wanted to get that collector's, you know, we wanted to find everything on the level. It was great. It was brilliant. And I really have enjoyed it. It's very cute. Uh, you know, Yoshi is made from felt. The whole background and everything and set, the background and foreground, are all made from, you know, craft supplies and whatnot. They've got a ton of um, little extras where you can go back into the levels and... Um, you know, one of them I remember is an underwater level and, um, you can, once you finish that level, you can go back and they will say, oh, can you find this flatfish for me? And, uh, when you do, 
it's it's like a little paper plate with a googly eye on it and a little you know uh, square or triangle cut out piece of paper on it for a tail. Once you do that, it goes to your craft section and you can look at all these different crafts and it will tell you how to make the craft. You know, so if you have a if you have a young child, or you know, even if you have a Julianne who likes crafts, then uh, you know you can make these crafts. You can make this fish out of a paper plate, googly eye, and whatever, and it will tell you the different things. Some of the crafts are, you know, obviously the the paper fish isn't you know super involved or anything, but some of them are very cute, and I, and I, and I you know, it's 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 a cool little extra feature that they added in there that fits with the design of the game. Um, let's see, they have a bunch of little costumes in there that you can collect through a. Uh, it's it's like you put in you know a quarter and then you turn the. Uh, crank and out pops a little gumball and in the gumball there's a costume and it's like after every two because each um, world kind of has um, from what I've seen each world has a couple dioramas in it and each diorama has two to three levels that you play and when you're finished with a diorama then you get to unlock the um, little uh gumball machine uh to get your costumes it's a cool idea uh this you know this is uh, based on the coins that you get in the levels so if you get a ton of coins you can just you know mark it up to 10 and you get all 10 gumballs immediately i like that um that's what julianne and i've been doing is we basically will go and we will get all 10 of them at once uh, and then wait until we have enough coins to get 10 of them again. Costumes are really cute. Uh, they are useful in the actual game as they uh, protect you from being hit. And it makes the game a little easier because uh, you're able to get the extra smiley uh, flower at the end. Because, you know, if, if you have something protecting you from getting hit while you are continually gaining these hearts, um, that's one of the stipulations at the end where you have to... Uh, you know, have 20 out of 20 uh, health in order to get a smiley star. And so that makes it a little easier because each costume takes four hits to knock off. I like it. I think it's very cute. Julianne likes it a lot. Uh, she thinks it's it's brilliant. We've been playing that two-player um, a lot. Uh, I would recommend you play this two-player if you can. It's been great for me personally. Because typically, like with um, Donkey Kong, uh, Country Tropical Freeze, I played that single player, uh, and it it's it's kind of a possessive thing for me, where I like to you know have control over my game, and you know it's like I want to be the one who collects it, I want to be the one who you know puts the effort into it. Uh, and, and then reaps that reward. This has been a huge step for me in finding that um, compassion and empathy to play a two-player game. Um, and obviously, you know, Julian and I have played several two-player games before. I've played, you know, multiple player games with multiple people. Um, but there's something about it when it can't, you know, there, there's something about it when it can be a single player game, wanting to have that, uh, single player experience, uh, and not wanting to play it 
multiplayer that persists in my mind. It may not persist in yours, but it persists in my mind. This game has been revolutionary in helping me jump over that hurdle. And I think that I will definitely be able to play more games now and get better enjoyment out of games that, you know, were previously that I could have played single player, but now can play um, two player or three player or whatever. So I'm I'm very happy about that uh, with this game, and I'm I'm glad that it was able to provide me not only a fun experience but also a uh, you know a new way to play games. Um, yeah. So again, I haven't completed it yet. We are on Le- uh, worlds two through five because they're all kind of they're all branching paths. Um, so like we're we're working on that. Um, we will, uh, once, once it's finished, I will definitely come back and give a full review, uh, cause that one was on my 12 and 12, but so far first impression, I'm really, really enjoying it and would uh, recommend that if you can find it on sale, pick it up. It's a, it's a great game. All right. That about does it for me this week. Um, I will be, uh, back more frequently. I've got a bit of a, uh, set schedule now. Um, I'm completely joking about that. <laughs> My schedule is absolutely wonky, um, and day by day changes. However, I have, uh, been able to, uh, figure out a time that I'm going to be able to record this a lot more frequently. Um, and by more frequently, I mean every week we will be doing this and I'm, uh, really looking forward to getting back into this. Uh, one game that I'm specifically looking forward to in the, uh, coming days, and I'm going to, um, hopefully see, uh, contact them and, and talk to them about it, is a game called Boomerang Foo. This game, I saw the trailer recently, it looks very fun. It's, uh, seems kind of like, um... Oh, I don't know how to describe it, uh, based on another game. I was going to say, um overcooked but it's definitely not overcooked like um let's say there are uh, i'll just kind of describe it for you there are maybe four two to four maybe six max players i'm not sure what the max players are but you have these vegetables okay and you have like a carrot you have uh and it's maybe not all vegetables it's just food i think i think because there's like a carrot i think there's a milk jug maybe and a couple other characters in there that are that are very goofy and you are going around this map that uh, can be static with, you know, static like poles and whatnot that you can hide behind. Or uh, it's a dynamic one where there are moving things. So, like, let's say some of the walls, a part of the wall um, will move in and smush things every so often. So you have to make sure you're not there. Now, this is a top-down game. And what you're doing is you are throwing boomerangs at the other players. And when you do that, you are trying to slice them in half, which creates just an absolutely chaotic but hilarious uh, game and gameplay. I really liked the trailer. Uh, I thought it was totally hilarious because whenever um, a, a character got cut in half by a boomerang, their eyes turned from being little dots to X's. And it's so funny watching a carrot get cut in half and having eyes to being X's. It's so, so funny and really well created. Uh, I think, I think it looks like a very fun game. Um, so yeah, 
I will hopefully uh, be reviewing that. It comes out on August th- uh, August thirteenth, and uh, we will we will see what happens there. I'm very excited for that game. So heads up for that. Uh, anything else though? Uh, I will be back next week, and uh, I will give you more news. I will give you uh, another uh, update. Uh, I think next week I will talk about uh, how my twelve and twelve list is going. And hopefully have another review for you, um, a more in-depth review for you then. So that's about it for this week. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, Thank you for listening to me, whether that's in your car, in your bedroom, in your living room, while you cook dinner, whatever that may be. I really hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. Take care of yourselves, stay safe, and I will talk to you again very soon. Bye-bye.